So, so what are we doing on this show again? Hello, welcome to Show Me Your Mic, the podcast where I talk to other podcasters about the podcasts they do. This episode of Show Me Your Mic is brought to you by Campaign Monitor. More about them later in the show. For this episode, I've got Tim Smith and Kyle Roderick, both fellow good stuffers, if that's the word, uh, who have shows here on Good Stuff, Transmission with Kyle, and for the record, it's Tim Smith's new show. We'll hear about their shows, the gear that they do, to, they use to record the shows. We'll go a little bit longer in this episode, two guests, I guess, by nature, has to do that way. And be sure to stick around at the end for a special announcement about Show Me Your Mic and where it's going, what's happening with it, the future of podcasting discussions about podcasts. See you later. We'll cover some transmission. We'll cover some for the records. Um, oh, that's that's good because Kyle works on that show too. I know that's why I thought it was a double, double header, double. Yeah. Double, double header. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Double. Uh, does, uh, double header for sure. <laughs> See, I don't understand why we. I think as good stuff, we need to do something. Is that a euphemism? That's a euphemism for something. Um, yeah. Yes. I think we need Kyle. The transmission show needs more more listeners. It deserves to have more listeners because you and uh, Kenny do a great job every morning. And oh, I think we need to. I don't know. We maybe we need to spend some ad money, some some Ooh. big dollars, dropping some Benjamins. As I, were. you know what? In in all honesty, <laughs> that's something that we have considered. Um, that is that is definitely something that we are thinking about doing. Yes, it's something we've never really talked about a lot behind the scenes of good stuff. But it's something that, and I don't see a lot of other podcasts doing it. And uh, and user or listeners, it's not like you you certainly have people who will retweet a tweet about a new show or episode released, right? And you'll have the odd person who will tweet themselves about it, which is even better to help spread the word rather than just retweet. But it's there's a lot less inclination for people to like write a blog post about the new episode of Show Me Your Mic or um, Transmission or, or anything like that, right? Like these days, it's just, and that's the nature of blogging and everything these days, that nobody's doing that anymore, so you don't get as much and many links, all that kind of stuff. So what do we, so then we have to turn to just like another, being another ad campaign driven site or what do we do? Um, that's a good question. I I think there's a couple of gaps in in that whole thing. There's there's lots of gaps. There is no there is no equivalent. There's no equivalent to like link blogs for podcasts where you but other than maybe Huffduffer, I think that's really the only thing but you can't necessarily subscribe to that as a a user. Um so like in terms of spreading content in a way that is taking you directly to the content that exists. It's more, it, all of the podcasts sharing are usually hearsay. So it's like, I heard on this other show and yeah, you can put a link in the show notes, but otherwise there's no other, there's no other way for you to really put a snippet in there and for them to get a download directly from that snippet, like you would get a page view. I think there's just the the disconnect in terms of of getting people from one podcast to another podcast to spreading the word organically is it's messed up right now for podcasting specifically. No good revenue model for that. Yeah, you're uh, you're basically beholden to like either iTunes features you, 
and then right, you yeah, get an yeah. influx of listeners. Or, yeah, some other, like, via the internal podcasting communities, somehow you, you get featured, I guess. But I don't know, like, word obviously spreads. Like, you know, um, either you come in with a big audience, like like someone in the chat room said, just have Merlin Man on every episode, which works, <laughs> which would work. That's how you get, you know, a back-to-work success. Someone who brings their audience with them, a, a big audience to, with them to begin with, right off the bat. And then you can... Nothing like second second baseball reference, by the way. <laughs> we keep going. Keep going. I'm jealous of going to the Giants game because I I I went there last September to the Giants game. And That's right. It's like a just a fun memory and and one I won't repeat anytime soon. But um, yeah, you bring the audience with you, or you kind of just like you can grow slowly organically and stuff. And there's like all sorts of outliers and weird success stories and things that break that model down or whatever. But but yeah, the, the bottom line is for like sort of that mid range. Like I don't, we don't want to necessarily be the, the caught key of podcasting, the daring fireball of podcasting, but somewhere in between there, that where people just kind of like are happy to hang around and listen, and uh, which we are grateful for the listeners that do, obviously. But just sort of getting to that next level now of like instead of uh, what is it, eight people? Wait a second, are we are we talking about ro- growing our audiences again? Are we? I think so. <laughs> Oh, yeah. man. Why, you don't okay. like that discussion? Well, because I, I feel like it's so it's overplayed, you know? I mean, I I um I uh I mean I, I think you know we have a we have a great audience right now. Um we have we have people who care about our podcasts. And I and I think that that matters a great deal. Um we don't have a. a <laughs> We're having the, audience, the classic but. like parenting with kids where you're like, I think Johnny could do a little better at school, and and then the mom's like, No, Johnny is great. We love Johnny, and he's perfect. <laughs> he doesn't need to change. Stop telling Johnny he has to change. So I'm the bad parent. I don't think Johnny parent. needs to change. No. I just think we need more Johnnies. That's all. <laughs> <clears throat> so we have nice. Yes. I guess that's what we can grow more. Wait, podcasts. wait, wait. Wait a second. That was a baby making reference, though. <laughs> I mean, we can make babies and have them listen to the That's network. The intellectual radio programs <laughs> theme these days is so. Uh, okay, so. your own podcast listeners <laughs> as a service. <laughs> there you go. We should we should start some uh, uh, like you know Facebook has done and uh, apparently OkCupid okay has done of you know like testing user testing and then sort of putting out like a really angry episode and getting some sort of feedback from our listeners as far as how that makes them feel and and. Uh, yeah, like some more. We need more user testing, listener testing. Well, and feedback, I think, is part of that whole loop um, in terms of whether or not there are a whole boatload of people listening. The people that I think Tim is referencing that do listen are incredibly passionate about the network as a whole, and we've got uh, we've got a really good following, I think, so far. And we've I think we've got a sustainable following too. There's there yeah. comes a point with transmission where it's like it could get far too big for us to manage. But at this point, the the listeners that we do have are passionate and understand the show and understand the format and know the in jokes. And um, it's it's at a it's at a good level where where all of that works together as a a well-oiled machine and that's what makes it real easy to do every day uh, but of course of course always in the back of my mind it's like of course i would want to have that that 
you know, eureka moment and the listenership goes to 11,000 and uh, and just, you know, on on the lips of all the the people in the United States and uh, and other parts of the world is is transmission. But <laughs> until that until that point, um, the the passionate listeners that we've got so far, I I do appreciate. And yeah. it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, the fact that I should I should have prefaced it because I, I usually preface everything, every statement I make, and then uh, apologize for it afterwards. But the <laughs> the <laughs> listeners that we do have are amazing and awesome. And the fact that just the fact that somebody is tuning in and listening either live or listens after the fact, whether it's five downloads or fifty or three hundred for an episode, to me is still amazing. And like I tweeted, I think last week or whatever, that some somebody in Germany was listening to Show Me Your Mic and was you know, learning stuff about podcasters or whatever. And, and just that, that blows your mind sometimes if you, you stop and I think we take it for granted sometimes, right? That, you know, here I am sitting in my basement, you guys are sitting in your respective rooms, basement, cages, whatever you do for podcasting. And some, somebody out there in the world is going to download this in an hour or two or whatever and listen and actually be interested in what we have to say, (laughs) which is just kind of, it's kind of mind boggling sometimes when you think about it. So, and it's awesome. So, all right. Well, let's um, let's see. Transmission Segway. Have you ever ridden a Segway? <laughs> have Have I ever ridden a Segway? Yeah. I I actually funny story. I'm banned from awkward Segways <laughs> this week because I lost one of the sound games that we played last week on transmission. So this week, I have to go dry into. Hmm? I have to go dry into these different uh, news stories <laughs> for the day. <laughs> Nice. So you're talking the audio segue, not the literal, the actual segue, which product. Correct. The, the game. Correct. Oh, yeah. No wheels. So speaking of transmission, the uh, you're up to 66 episodes now. Goodstuff.fm slash transmissions where show, folks can find the show. It's the, uh, I don't know if it's the flagship show of Good Stuff. It's certainly the, the most frequent show of Good Stuff and sort of sets the morning off if there's ever other podcasts in the day that's this is the first one that starts the morning it's records at eight o'clock my time what what time do you get up to record transmission Kyle? well i think it's it's important to to have a routine every day because other like you said it it does record every day uh so i get up at 5 a.m every day here pacific time um and i have a standard routine of making coffee in the morning um Lately, I've been doing pour over, which has been quite nice. This isn't a coffee um, podcast, Kyle. Keep moving. Uh, sorry, sorry. Keep moving. Um, <laughs> the what? Uh, what I should what I should talk about is the weather next. Um, but <laughs> it's still it's still dark when I wake up. Um, but I start prepping for the show around six, usually in the morning. Um, take my time to make my coffee, bring it with me to my desk, and uh, I do most of the like writing for it in the morning um, before. Before, before the show does stream. I'll find my links the night before, though, usually. Kind of read through the news from the day, stuff like that. And do you, uh, what's your process for sort of putting that, um, your production of the show together in terms, like are you using Google Docs and stuff or what are you doing? Well, good question. Um, it has changed. It's changed dramatically from episode one until now, 67. Um, we started with Google Docs uh, we actually had, I followed, I feel like I followed uh, Tom Merritt and he was using Google Docs and it was a spreadsheet format. And so he would have the different hosts put in on the different cells of the spreadsheet 
the news stories that they wanted to do for the day. And then they would kind of, they would trickle down into like, okay, this one's good. This one is bad. Um, well, he was working on his daily show. And so I kind of used that as the model of where to start transmission. So I wasn't necessarily starting from scratch. There was already somebody who was doing podcasting every single day. And I said, okay, I'm going to take this and eventually we'll put our own spin on it just because this thing happens so frequently that we can evolve the process uh, really, really rapidly, uh, which is good, I think. It helps us find our, it helped us find our stride faster in, in the scheme of things. And it also allowed us to really tailor it directly to the show. So right now, um, as we've kind of gone through everything, we started with Google Docs uh, about, goodness, episode eight or so. We uh, started with a new service called Workflowy, which is a, it's kind of plain text, but it's not plain text. You work with um, bullet points and like nesting bullet points. So folding text, I think, is, is one of the examples of this being used. Um, it's very similar to folding text in that things kind of can collapse together, but it is different in that you can go from page to page and almost navigate through it like it's a, uh, a web document. So for us right now, I am, I am six levels deep uh, in between um, going to the Workflow homepage, podcasting, transmission, recording, live production, transmission really? 67. Really? Six so, levels deep? <laughs> yes, <yeah>, six <laughs> Yes, yeah, six uh, levels deep. Uh, show so, title. <laughs> and uh, so we're using that not only like on my own, but I'm using it collaboratively with uh, with Kenny, my producer on transmission. And so I can take the all of the documents inside of the bullet point that is production level and I can share a link with him where he can go in and make edits as well. And so we've been using this service to uh, gather links and write introductions. And um, what I should do is just take a screenshot of today's today's little thing. There we go. You probably heard a camera. Apologize. But I, what I will do is um, send you a link to this so you can see it. Yeah, you can put it in the chat room if you want. Um, so wait, you said producer. So you have not only, there's help on this show that you have, correct? Um, he... <laughs> got to be careful what I say. Yes, he helps me every day. He helps, well, he helps in a lot of different ways. So I think producers in podcasting do a couple of things. Number one, I think their job is to make sure that things happen when they are supposed to happen. So for transmission, uh, Kenny is the glue that gets me up in the morning. That's that's the wrong analogy, but he's the thing. He's the thing that I am ready to wake up to and jump on the stream at six thirty in the morning and talk to. And I know he'll be there, and he knows I will be there. And writing that, sailing that ship together, um, ends up making things a lot easier uh, in terms of getting the energy to do it every day and. Whether that is the uh, whether that's the music that we have decided to play in the morning before the show, which kind of gets us in that that funky mood, or whether that's just having someone else on the line to uh, to banter back and forth with, he helps with that first and foremost. Uh, secondarily, specifically, 
uh, he puts together a couple of segments for transmission. Uh, we have one called This Day in History, in which he will grab a couple of links to uh, things that have happened on today. So like today, what, what is today? What is today? Tuesday, uh, Tuesday July 29th. Yes. Yeah. He, he'll grab things from like 1914, 1920, fun, informational, factual type things about stuff that has happened in history. Um, and then he'll also do kind of the closing segment for each show. So today's uh, segment that we did was uh, Tuesday movie, Tuesday, bleh, Tuesday movie sound clip game. And we did superhero movies. So we would play a little sound clip from that. I would have to guess what the movie was. And then we would move on and points would be given out uh, similar to whose line and they have no meaning. Right. Hmm. Nice. And so he, he helps with those, those types of things. And am I, am I safe in assuming that uh, Kenny is also your brother? Cause you share last names. Yes, correct. Uh, the, the John Roderick, however, is not related to right. okay. of Roderick on the line. Right. Another That's good a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I feel yeah, like that's a, so. it, that should be a deal breaker in our in our relationship. Yeah, well, <laughs> see, I, I entered I entered this relationship on the premise that uh, I was I was basically just a clone of him. Right. Um, my 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 band is called the uh, the Short Springs, and um, that's a that's a anyway. The, yes, we got it. the the folks who need Terrible to get reference. that will get that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the folks who don't will just think you're an idiot. Uh, I, feel, I know. I feel like I need to explain it, and then I don't. And yeah, John helps a lot of people. Um, the yeah, the show. That's where I think like it has a. I don't know if it's if you'd call it this or if this is like the the way you set out to do it. But it's a bit of like a morning show vibe without like the. I mean, you do have sound machine going and stuff, and we'll get into or uh, stuff like that. But and how you handle that technically, but it's not like shock jock morning show kind of stuff it's kind of like morning show i would think like a morning show for nerds like it's kind of fun geeky stuff that you're talking about and a little bit goofy a little bit inside joke kind of stuff so that if you listen it pays off to listen longer and more to more episodes and then also the live aspect that it is in the physically in the morning or whatever that you do do the show and uh, and people can listen obviously later that's the nature of podcasts but uh it's really fun to sort of when I'm up and able to get tuned in live, I think it's it's worth worth doing. So, um, well, thank you. That's I I do think you're totally correct in that. Um, it is kind of like a morning show. It's missing the whole full on zoo part. I think <laughs> maybe we're just a few animals in cages too. Maybe um, small zoo. Yeah, you're not zoo, like throwing over to Joe for the weather and Amanda for traffic and. Yes. Yes. Correct. Even even though Chris, you know, I, I I would not mind having a traffic segment. It just would have zero meaning for anybody. Just someone looking at Google Maps live and being <laughs> somewhere in the world. There's cars and uh, yeah, there's traffic. Yeah. Or we a, could do what we could do web traffic. Right. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> we we will read our Google Analytics for the day. <laughs> anyway, get caching reports from various CDNs around the internet. <laughs> Financial reports with cash and yeah, I don't. That's I'd have nothing. Guess what's being throttled again today? Netflix. There, there you go. <laughs> today and throttling on transmission. There's a new segment. Yeah, man. Oh man. Um. Okay. So tech, tech, tech stuff. The gear, sure. the hardware, all that kind of stuff. What's 
what's going on when you talk into your microphone have you since you were you were on show me your mic at one point both of you have been on show me your mic uh, but mm-hmm. things have changed enough that you said no it's worth coming on again so well i said anyways um so where are you at these days what's t- start from the mic down <laughs> mm. uh will do will do um I have, well, I should just say, basically, if you've listened to the older episode of Show Me Your Mic, it's completely different. And I should preface this too with, uh, unless you are trying to do everyday morning show style shows, this probably is not the setup for you. But if you're interested, um, I am talking, I'm speaking into a Shure SM7B. Uh, my levels on the, you can kind of um, control the hardware uh, EQing using using this. I know Adam is probably familiar with that, uh, but I've got mine completely flatlined. I do not like the way that, that the Shure SM7B kind of fakey changes the EQ for the voice. Um, I like going in flat just because I'll, I'll talk a little bit later, but I have it going into a couple of different processors for for live um holding that is a heil boom arm uh what's the i have no idea what what model this is but it's the one that has the little covers yes the 2t yes correct um so i've got that holding my sure mic i i have it in a different form to uh what you might expect the radio show to look like kind of where it's hanging from the the hanging from the boom arm i have mine kind of flipped upside down and I've got it where it would almost be like on a stand on the desk so that I can see my screen in front of me and I'm not like staring directly into the microphone. Um, yeah, I don't know if that, that has helped me see see the screen better, but I changed it. Maybe, well, episode eight seems to be like my episode eight seems to be the place where things kind of changed for us. It was getting towards the good stuff launch. And so, I was trying to solidify the setup and make sure that things were were good and correct and and uh, most comfortable because that's really that's kind of how I'm able to do it every single day is that things need to work swimmingly or else <laughs> one thing will totally derail me and uh, and that just becomes bad bad situation. But I've got this uh, I've got it going through XLR standard regular microphone plug out from my SM7B. Uh, down next to some curtains that I put up around episode 25, maybe. This uh, is your life in podcast episodes. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, the room was really echoey. And so I looked into Oralex and I looked into like sound dampening things and, you know, $300 stands that I could put around my desk. And um, they just were not practical. And I wasn't really willing to spend that much money to make the uh the second bedroom of our of our apartment here look like a dude lived in it like a podcasting <laughs> basement dweller uh Smeagol kind of guy so i uh went and got these nice uh linen looking uh curtains i'm talking more about my curtains than my microphone right that helps Move on. Uh, from that cur- goes. Yeah, that goes into. Whoa, whoa. The, is that a euphemism? <laughs> yeah. Yes. The Tim definitely the uh, the drapes match the microphone. 
Tim's job in this episode is to ask, is that a euphemism? <laughs> we'll get to Tim later. Don't worry. Tim's not, he's standing by. He's, he'll, he can interject. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I've, I've actually shared all of this with, uh, or I've shared, I've shared part of this setup with Tim uh, for, for, for the record, but we'll, we will get there. We will get there indeed. Um, this, the microphone goes directly into a 286S DBX uh, compressor limiter DSer thing. Uh, that is what is doing all the vocal processing live. That'll pipe it directly into the second thing I've got in the chain, which is an EQ. It's a two-channel EQ, um, and I just switch the little switch the little knobs around to make my voice sound the way it does. Uh, Morgan Freeman-ish. What uh, and then, what EQ do you have? Do you know? Since the machine. Let me see. Let me see here. It, it actually it is a legacy product from my, my dad, who was a musician for a long time, and he would. He, it was kind of part of his live rig, and so I have. He's not using it anymore, so I have kind of put together uh, a little bit of the old world, a little bit of the new world. Um, yeah, it's neat. Let me let me see if I can see what what model it is. Okay. While Kyle's doing that, actually, it's a, it's a, a Yamaha, oh, oh, Yamaha no, two channel. That was quick. Yamaha two channel EQ. And so, are you pl- yeah. doing a lot? Like, how can you? Are you able to? While we're talking, are you able to flip it off? Uh, oh, no, I, can't I guess flip that would off no, because then the, the key would go. No, but yeah. I can't. I can't actually turn off the the vocal compressor and things like that. So, um, what the what the vocal what the the compressor and uh, deesser and everything is doing is it's actually preamping all my, my microphone stuff to get it to a nice level so that once I'm piping all this stuff into the, uh, the Sapphire, uh, mixing board thing that I've got, uh, that's at a nice level. And so I'm not, I'm not tweaking the gain. I'm not upping the gain so much to where it's just grabbing all the room noise and everything. Um, well, well, but yeah, don't, so don't turn your equipment off because then everybody's going to realize that you actually have a really high voice. <laughs> in, in real life, <laughs> this is this is actually what I sound like. No, wrong, <laughs> wrong. Okay, so then I won't do it, Tim. I'm gonna keep pushing along. So the Sapphire mixer, what do you have? Uh, so so the uh, uh, let's see compressor deesser to the EQ to the mixer. Yes. Yeah, so right? the mixer is the yeah the Focusrite Sapphire Pro 40. It's the rack mounted version of the. Um, of their Sapphire line is the one that connects through Firewire. So I've got a Firewire to uh, Thunderbolt adapter plugging in straight to my laptop. And that is going into Logic. And that sort of completes the the whole like straight from the microphone part of, of the setup. Mac, uh, how recent a MacBook Pro are you using to? Uh, this take- is a 2013. 20, no, 2013? Yeah, 2013. And Logic? Pro X or whatever, right? Yeah, Logic Logic Pro 10, Pro X, Pro, Pro whatever. 10, Pro. Nice. Okay, so that's the just getting your voice into there. But mm-hmm. then there's also the this fancy live stream that we're doing. Um, yes. And I'm glad to hear that I'm I'm stuck on a Firewire mixer as well, which seemed like a great idea at the time. And now obviously everything's moving away from Firewire, but the the uh, Apple the Thunderbolt Firewire adapter seems to be working as they say in England, tickety boo. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been yeah. That's the, <laughs> it's it that's works not a fine. Euphemism, Tim, um, so no, I said that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it, it seems to be working okay. Um, I have some weird issues with some other applications that don't really play nicely with the Sapphire, uh, but Logic seems to be working pretty nicely with it. Uh, I've tried a couple of apps like Ableton Live that seems to work nicely with it. Um, what else? It's about in terms of of multi-track recording, that's it. It works real nicely with the with the adapter from FireWire to Thunderbolt. Nice. Okay, so the live stream that we're you're going out to uh, what's how how is that happening? What's the magic there? I know uh, what you're doing as well, but what <laughs> for the listeners? Well. So I'm sure we uh, on the line right now, we're all familiar with the kind of uh, not not the Franken Skype, but the the monstrosity that is trying to stack uh, Mac minis together and spending thousands of dollars, spending a thousand dollars per Mac mini to just have ins and outs and getting people on Skype lines. And so my goal for for the show for transmission uh, at first was to get up to three people on the line at once and then have myself as well. So four people on the show was a possibility from from episode one. And what I was not wanting to do was spend $3,000 to add extra Skype lines and the ability to go in and out uh, between, you know, having different guests on. It didn't make sense. It make, didn't make financial sense, especially for a brand new show that wasn't generating any any revenue. So instead, I uh, did a bunch of research on different websites, Amazon, uh, looking into small Android mini, what they call mini computers or mini PCs uh, that are simply either HDMI plugins uh, with little power adapters and then uh, the ability to plug in a headphone adapter and a mic adapter to that. Um, did a bunch of research, found ones by uh, Minix, M-I-N-I-X. Uh, I got the, oh my gosh, the 500. If you give me a second, I'll, I got I should have created a list for these. Uh, Minix 3, Minix US, A700. I apologize for this, guys. Uh, Neo X, X5, Neo X5 is the one that I'm, I'm using. I can the model names just roll off of that there. Yeah, they really, they really, really do. So as you <laughs> might expect, it's, they've got their own flavor of Android pasted on top of, of this little Android box. And so if you go, if you go into it, not really expecting much from this other than ins and outs and the ability to load Skype, it performs beautifully. I'm actually, I'm actually talking to you on one right now. Um, Sorry, you said Minix but, Neo X5? Is that what you said? Yes, right, yes. Okay. M-I-N-I-X Neo X5. Yeah. Revolutionary smart media hub. It runs Android 4.2, but long and the short of it, it had an in and an out. Uh, it let me put a microphone into it and get a headphone line out of that. So with, with the Sapphire Pro 40, I was able to uh, configure things through software and have different signals uh, routed into those different outs that were then pointed to the the Minix Minix Mini X Mini I, I'm not sure how to say that Neo Neo X5 uh, <laughs> Skype Box we'll just call them Skype Box yeah the for Android now. Skype Box yeah. <clears throat> and uh, Mix Minus I guess so I was doing the Mix Minus all through software not not through any hardware 
And then that was being sent out to, to these little mini uh, Skype boxes. And so I would do, I bought uh, three, three different ones. And those are all the things that run my Skype lines. And, and so how do you, uh, to, which question do I want, which way do I want to go? The, um, the, while controlling those boxes, do you have a, just a keyboard mouse switcher and monitor, or are you able to remote desktop somehow into them? What, what are you doing from your MacBook to, so you don't have to run to each computer and set up Skype and yeah. things like that? Well, for, for about 25, no, maybe, maybe more, maybe 40 episodes or so. Um, I was, I, I was doing that. I was running to the machine, unplugging uh, the unplugging the HDMI cables from the monitor. I had them all bundled together too with little tags on each one. This is Skype box one, Skype box two, Skype box three, uh, Mac mini. And so I had them all, all kind of at the back of this, this super cheap uh, Asus uh, monitor that I've got here, HDMI monitor. And I was unplugging them and plugging them back in and then unplugging the keyboard and plugging the keyboard back into each of the different machines. It was a terrible, terrible situation. And so uh, now we're running on a um, HDMI KVM switcher that has uh, inputs for USB devices as well as uh, switching between HDMI uh, inputs. So what I can do is in between us talking right now, I can have one that is my Mac mini sending the nice cast um, information out to the good stuff servers and recording our backup um, backup recording here. I have the chat room live open. Um, and then if I hit the number two on this KVM switcher, it'll take me to the machine where I've got you routed in. Um, and so that has made things far, far easier. I can use the same mouse, the same keyboard. I don't have to worry about unplugging and ruining, damaging the the ports that are on the back of the monitor. The the I think it's important to to note that I didn't try and make this whole setup perfect from the get-go. We started very lean, lean, lean startup, if you will, brands. And we wanted to make sure that we weren't spending too much money on it and then tailor it to exactly what we needed. And so we we hold out until we cannot bear it any longer and we need to put some financial backing behind something that makes the show better. And I think a lot of times it makes it so much better that it, it just, it completely changes the way that the, that the show flows. So I'm really happy with everything that we've upgraded to so far. Which I think is good advice for podcasters in general, because often the tendency, and I did this the wrong way too, of like, buying the gear because the gear is the fun stuff to play with and then afterwards sort of settling into okay actually I'd, I have a 16 channel mixer that I use two channels <laughs> sitting right here yeah, and in hindsight yeah. uh, luckily my wife doesn't listen to this show in hindsight I could have saved you know $400 probably spent it on had a bought a compressor as well as the mixer instead and you know or whatever I could have done but um, and I love my Mackie mixer it's makes me feel really professional but at the same time anyways you, no it, i i, I, totally, I agree the show Chris. Necessary. yeah I, I completely agree and now this is it's not that i haven't spent any money we definitely have spent a yeah. lot of just to get <laughs> it to the point that it is right now and i i am that way as well i i have a deep deep interest in learning about audio gear i mean it, the first time that i heard you and tim 
was actually on Show Me Your Mic. And so that's, that is like how all of this, this whole uh, tsunami of, that's a, that's a bad analogy. The, this whole wave of podcasting, that's a little bit better, more safe, um, got started for me. And I was, I was, I started as a drummer. I don't know if I said this on the, on the last Show Me Your Mic, but I started as a drummer and I had microphones to mic my drums, my, my acoustic drums. And so I had a multi-channel mixer. I had the microphones. I had the cables. Uh, the gear existed, but not in a form that made sense for podcasting. And so uh, over the last year or so, um, I, I have made additions that tweak it more towards getting exactly what I want out of it. So like mixed minusing using software and uh, compressing my voice so that I don't have to do it through software and then have it monitor back through the headphones and then have that output. Just listening, listening back to the, the older episode that I, I explained, it's actually nice to hear that there were ways that I was trying to, uh, I don't know, MacGyver my setup into working the way that I wanted it to. Um, but I, that part of it was necessary in order to get to the point that I'm at today. Yeah. And by, by, by no means, this is the, the ideal setup for anybody but me. This is just, <laughs> this works exactly the way that I need it to. And that's, that's, that's good for Kyle. That's fine for Kyle. That's fine for Kyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, well, I think that especially the Minx, Minix Neo X5, uh, that those are devices anyways, was such a neat find. I remember you sort of tweeting and then, uh, we talked a bit about it, I think, or whatever, when you're sort of researching them and, um, just thinking of using those as a Skype box. Cause really that's like the Mac nerd in, in us or in me anyways, wants like the nice stack of mac right. minis or whatever but yeah like it's just crazy expensive to really do that and and you can find them used and that's fine for everybody else but but these are like small they take up a lot less space and just as easy to use you do have to have an external monitor i guess and so in your case that's that works i have a imac that i use for recording so it would mean another monitor yet like three monitors here or whatever but it certainly is something to look into for folks as an option um you know in for a hundred bucks, it's, I mean, it was, the first one was an impulse buy and I wanted to make sure that one of them worked well. And Did you say 400 it, or a hundred? 100, 100, $100, dollars. Yeah. $1, Bob. And they, it worked so well that I, I went and got two more. So it's, it's even, even like, buying three, it, it keeps me under buying a one. Mac mini. Exactly. It just made, made sense to me. Which is, that's where like, I'm, you know, I'm bringing both of you guys in on one Skype channel now, which isn't, has worked fine for me with the shows that I do, but it certainly would be nice. I bought the mixer obviously with the full intention of having each guest on their own channel. And, and most of the stuff I do is, is just one-on-one. So it hasn't been that big a deal, but it certainly would be nice at times, especially to have multiple people on their own channel. Cause you get just better audio and the ability to cut someone out if you need to <laughs> which yeah would be well and, and listen <laughs> listeners of transmission will know too we 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 are not without our such a fair dick. share of skype issues for sure we're not without our fair share of skype issues yeah well nobody we, the skype issue is the yeah nobody's at last actually last week speaking of of audio issues last week on thursday we tried out i uh, forget sound source now or something like that um yeah, sound uh, source connect now, which oh, is in beta. Um, but the sound quality is incredible. 
And when uh, when my producer, Kenny, my brother, uh, moves away from the place that he is in right now that blocks that from his firewall, uh, we will be moving over to to uh, Source Connect now uh, as our main source of sending information between people because the qual- the quality is incredible and it loads up on these these Skype boxes if you load the des- the desktop version of the Chrome web page so works out works perfectly it's great yeah it. it it freaks me out I saw uh, I think it was Ray Ortega's tweet about it. Um, uh, testing it out or something too, and it freaks yep. me out a little bit using a, a browser to manage the um, audio connection between another with another person. For some reason, I still maybe it's just old school or whatever. Browsers feel like this kind of flaky thing that could crash at any moment, and to you know s- send your audio the the main thing in your chain that you absolutely have to have through that freaks me out. But all things being equal, like Skype is no <laughs> angel when it comes to stableness and uh, audio quality and so um yeah i'll be curious to hear how that works on a uh continuing level beyond just like you know i've seen people testing it but like it's another thing to use it on a daily like you would be doing obviously every morning with with it so um, well apps are no honestly apps are no better we um for the last two weeks or so we had been using uh, an old iphone 3gs that I had a connector into and loaded Skype onto to try and make the connection more stable. Yeah. Um, and so for the last, yeah, for the last uh, 10 episodes or so of, of transmission, you can hear whatever you're hearing is coming directly from an iPhone where I have called Kenny on Skype. Um, and there was weird, like really weird clicking. I don't know if it was a, um, like a grounding issue because I was uh, charging the phone at the same time. Um, iPhone 5s did not work at all. Uh, terrible, terrible quality. Uh, iPhone 3GSs seem to work the best. I, I Thankfully, I had my, my pick over here. But yeah, I mean, we've That's tried weird. everything. We have really tried everything that you can try. Yeah. Cool. Um, and that's, that's the benefit and, and probably the, the struggle with a daily show like that where you're you you know obviously there's a little less time to fiddle because you have to get ready for the next show right away. But also by the same token, if you look at it from an ongoing long term experiment and process of getting better, you have the time to tinker on one episode because it's not gonna like this show where this might be the last episode I record for months and months or something. <laughs> Hanging yeah. in there, we'll cover that in a little yeah. bit at the later at the end of the show. But um, the uh, yeah, you, you have, well, and it's not it's not really in your best interest too to change it from episode to episode, especially when there's a week between them. the The expectation is a little bit different. The listeners expect to kind of have more consistency on a week to week basis, and instead, daily seems like we are we are offered a little bit more leniency in terms of what we can and can't do per episode. I feel like we can we can change things a lot more each day. Uh, because the next day is going to be something different. Yeah. Cool. Is there um, anything else gear or otherwise wise <laughs> that you is um, worth mentioning about? Uh, oh, the KVM. I was going to ask what any particular model that you have sure. you're using. I know uh, folks would like to hear what. Or does it? Did you? Do I have to research? look through my uh, my Amazon cart. It's in there somewhere. <laughs> the it's one of the ones where like. You buy you buy whatever it is the cheapest on Amazon that works the way that you want it to work, and um, and I have no there's no branding on this at all no okay. branding yeah so it's just a generic whatever 
One thing I did want to talk about, though, real quickly was um, our setup for gathering links. Uh, if this, then that is absolutely, well, what would the word be, uh, necessary to the way that we are doing the show every day. Um, it's a combination of tagging things in Pinboard, uh, daily email digest emails that get sent to me around 5 a.m., uh, and then gathering those links and inputting that into our show notes. Uh, the bookmarklet that you guys have put together for good stuff makes my job so, so, so much easier. And I think as, as sort of the thing that ties all of this together and kind of rolling back maybe a month or so of, of Twitter conversations regarding podcast networks, um, you have made, you guys that good stuff, have made my life making this daily podcast incredibly easy. Every single aspect of putting together a daily podcast on goodstuff.fm is easy. Bookmarklets, saving information, uh, putting in the, the stuff into the, the show notes. I have text expander snippets for every single thing I write into that show notes document. Um, it's, it is so easy. So I, th I thank you. So, well, that's awesome. Thanks. And we, uh, we enjoy having your show on good stuff as well. Obviously there's a, what's a symbiotic really, relationship. <laughs> you, you make an amazing show. Yeah. And, and awesome. that uh, all the stuff that I made on good stuff is helping. You. <laughs> 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 no, uh, we, okay. it's, it's in good company, Chris. It's in good company. Yeah. No, Adam <laughs> did it all. The, uh, Speaking of the sh the the show notes stuff, the if this and that thing, what it, you sort of glossed over that, but quick or not quickly, but like, what do you mean? How is that? How are you using that? And your you said a di digest email gets sent to you with your links and stuff that you've cataloged. What what does that look like? In uh, let me log out real quick. Let's see. I'm I'm logged in as me. Um, I've got a separate account just for transmission stuff because we do we do actually have enough to have its own account and need to sign in with its own Twitter account and things like that. Um, let me see. Transmission. Stupid. I should have, should have done this first. Not signing in. Okay. Do it for memory. Do it live. Uh, I utilize a daily email digest feature that they've got where it can send an email out back to me every day at whatever time I tell it to. And what I've tied into that service is um, a public pin board that watches the tag transmission. So if you're interested uh, in seeing all of the links, whether or not we talk about them or not, um, I've got a public pin board that has uh, everything that, that I want to add to transmission or talk about that is being added from Reader, the iPad app Reader or Mac app reader, iPhone app reader. Um, and it'll take everything from the last 24 hours of things that were publicly tagged transmission, put them into one email and then send them to me, to me so that all I have to do is open up my email. Um, and what I've actually done is created each, each of the different lines of the email are links. So the, the link Information is not a, a hyperlink to any web page. It's a hyperlink to copy the text between the email to the show notes. So all I have to do is drag 
the link of the description of the link. This, this makes no sense, but it's a descriptor that is then a link that I can drag into the show notes and then it pastes the text automatically. So I'm not trying to drag select and command C, go over to workflowy command V. It's just drag and drop, drag and drop, drag and drop. Nice. And that, sorry, the email, I missed a, something in there because the email comes from, is through if this and that or a different service that's yes, covering that. No, it is, it is through if this and that. So they've, they've right. got their own kind of weekly and daily email digest creation. So you, I can actually take a whole bunch of different services like uh, probably Feedly and RSS readers and everything else and compress them into one daily email digest. But what I try and use as a gate in between um, the digest and the information out there in, in, in the internet is reading it on reader marking it as public and tagged as transmission. And then that tag, that link gets put into the daily email digest, which I then kind of consume and put inside of the show notes. Right. Kind of double, double adding or double, uh, double curation. Yeah. Doubling down on curation. Man, I think yes. I'm going to need to listen to the show again <laughs> when it gets released. <laughs> well, I, that's, I think, I feel like if this and that, uh, I know you and I tweeted about it a bit uh, a couple months ago is, is a really underused yeah. utility for that. I see anyways, p- podcasters talking about maybe everybody's doing it and they just don't tell anybody cause it's so handy, but like that's, I was using it. I'm using it on daily ish to get the news stuff that I talk about there, the few links or whatever that I talk about there by having, I just have, a, and you could, you actually, Kyle, unless it's like locked into something secret, but you could share that recipe, I guess, that you're using on if this and that, if you wanted. But, um, yeah, I think I can. But I have a, like, if on, I use Feedly, same difference, reader, whatever, but Feedly, if I save an article for later in Feedly, then it automatically copies the, the headline, the title, the link, and the sub, the whatever, um, subject, not, what's the word, a description or whatever of that link into a Google Doc and just, tags it throws it at the bottom of the doc and so it just keeps adding new links as i save them so it's all in google docs for me i don't have to like copy and paste from feedly and whatever and so then it's just there i can wow. quickly delete stuff and and just i was doing a little bit old-fashioned of like off to up my game a bit now but opening the link from the google doc and then saving it with a bookmarklet into the cms if i wanted to actually talk about mm-hmm. that episode or mm-hmm. talk about that link but but yeah, that's the idea that I've I've sort of stumbled upon with it, and um, it works. Yeah, it's uh, there's tons of options. It could go into a spreadsheet or into a whatever, obviously. But having access to Google Docs that way, and and whatever Feedly or RSS feed you use, it makes it a lot easier if you're doing some sort of news show like that. I find, anyways. So yeah, um, and then actually, yeah, something that's more automated for yeah, sure, for sure, and that's. Part of going back to what we initially started talking about, the promotion of a show where like, you know, we all or I I know some of us have blogs and of some sort that we personal blogs and web blogs and things that we write on. And I was always like, oh, I should post, you know, when I put a new episode out, I should post a new post on my blog about it. If nothing else, at least I'll help, <laughs> you know, spread the word about my own show, which I should be doing. But I always forget and get lazy or whatever. And then it's like 30 episodes go by and I'm like as if I'm going to go back and write 30 blog posts and links and whatever. So that's where again I use if this if this then that. So whenever there's a new sh- episode added to the Show Me Your Mic RSS feed, it creates a draft blog post on my blog with a link to the show and description and whatever. And then it's just an easy I can go in quickly, fiddle around a bit with the copy and hit publish and it's done. And I don't have to think about it too much. And and uh, all the shows get added automatically in draft mode. So if I'm just if I get behind, I just go through and flick them on into publish and away they go. So. 
really handy. Yep, yeah, we're doing exactly the same. We're doing exactly the same thing for um, automatically publishing to Twitter. Uh, when a new show, a new transmission episode is posted, we will post directly to Twitter using if this and that. Um, when the show is live, we actually needed a different recipe. Um, thankfully, if this and that just put together a, uh, a connection to Launch Center Pro for iPhone and iPad. So we, we utilize um, kind of a little recipe on that that will post both to uh, app.net, which I don't think anybody uses anymore, yeah. it'll post to Twitter as well. Um, and then using, uh, using that, it'll also post to a shared Slack chat room that we've got to let, let Kenny know that I have turned on the live stream and that, you know, not to make any, any sounds. I think I, I think I tell him not to burp. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's actually, uh, well, that's a lot of stuff about transmission. I think, um, which is good. I'm not, that wasn't a slam. <laughs> a lot of stuff to, like Tim said to digest. <laughs> that's, a that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, and actually, one thing I want to ask you about, and this is, I was, I'm starting up a new show called Never Dig Down, a Minecraft podcast with Tim Murdaugh, and something I'm experimenting with, I've never done the idea or liked the idea, just for me personally, of having a separate Twitter account for each show, right? Because we have the Good Stuff Twitter account, I think, and my Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Why does the show need a Twitter account? Um, but then I'm trying that with this show now because I thought it's a different enough sort of niche and weird kind of topic from the rest of our stuff that it might make sense to have. So... Why did you set up a separate Twitter account for transmission as opposed to just, you know, your thing? And then whatever you, what's the benefits I guess you found or what's, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, that's a good question uh, because it is kind of, it's such a huge part of good stuff every single day, literally every single day. Um, well, not literally. That's bad. It, kind of every day, almost every day. I'm, I'm rolling back. I'm pulling a Chris. Uh we, the reason we wanted to set up a separate Twitter account was to allow for more growth in the future. So if somebody wanted to talk directly to the show uh, without going directly into the Good Stuff account, which just, I guess, a little inside baseball, I don't have direct control over. Um, and if I wanted to retweet something that mentioned the show, I would have that ability still right. to be able to do that. Um, and then it also allows us to grow into a couple of other things that we've been considering, including kind of like what you've been actually tweeting about a little bit recently, uh, subreddit style stuff, having uh, listeners contribute, submit links, upvote things that they want us to talk about, having listener generated uh, shows per week, something something to that effect. So more listener participation than maybe your standard podcast, um, where a lot of times people just get ignored the people who listen so yeah because like i was saying kind of towards the very beginning of this um the the format we've got right now and the the listenership that we've got it's sustainable for the show that we are producing and it all kind of together makes sense and kumbaya and and happiness so (laughs) i'm happy with it yeah and actually that's something we uh we need to give access to i think the the twitter account just because it's it does make sense like if it, there is a bit of auto tweeting where it, the, the cms will tweet out a new show note like when it's released and stuff but there is like coming up tomorrow you know all that kind of stuff that would be good to have the good stuff account retweeting or tweeting about if transmissions on or whatever because there's only so much that tim and tim and i can do in and whatever adam does um i mean if we could do like a little sub sub portion of 
good stuff as transmission, like if it could change identities randomly uh, on your Twitter stream, that would be fantastic. Like, like changing the show art for, for a, uh, for a podcast episode. Yeah, that would, yeah, that would be awesome if we could do that for a Twitter account, but uh, not possible right now. So we're all stuck with, uh, with creating separate identities for everything and managing different followers and all sorts of stuff. I basically tie into the feed from your Twitter. I've used uh, Zapier or Z-A-P-I-E-R.com. I utilize that by, I'll basically scrape the good stuff account. Anything that mentions transmission will then get reposted to uh, the transmission Twitter account. Oh, so, so if I want to hack. episode is posted. I was going to say, yeah, if, yes, if I want to hack yes. this, if I can you, just start if mentioning you say trans transmission. <laughs> exactly. If you say the words posted and transmission, we will totally retweet it. Sweet. That's that's good to know <laughs> if I ever need a, extra traffic to some random <laughs> scammy, spammy thing. I'll totally do that. Yeah. So, uh, what have you done, Kyle? <laughs> I know, I know. So obviously, this the episode is going to be going a little bit longer. Uh, two guests necessitate that. Hopefully, you stick around. This is we're ending our first hour now. <laughs> it was supposed to be a half hour with Kyle, half hour with Tim. Uh, Telethon. Sorry. Yeah, send in your donations, please, so we can survive. Uh, speaking of donations, that's a nice little segue. Um, oh, before I do that, I wanted to mention I was playing around. You, you you alluded to it, the playing around on Reddit with a good stuff subreddit. I think is the word. I, I joked that setting up something on Reddit feels a bit like how my dad looks at or feels when he's trying to just check his email. Like <laughs> every morning, he opens up his emails. Like, what is this? What happened here? Where's my yeah. reply button <laughs> or yeah. whatever? Uh, that's a bad characterization of my dad, but I love him. Um, but anyways, I feel with Reddit, it's like I'm going to do something and everybody's going to point and laugh at me basically as the old man on the internet. But anyways, we, we're playing around with that. Or I am anyways. Nobody else is. But uh, join us there. Good stuff. Underscore FM is the subreddit. If you know what that means. I don't know what that means. Posting episodes on there and, and whatever that amounts to. And maybe we'll use it like Kyle had said, you know, use it for shows, title suggestions, things like that. Or not titles, um, topic suggestions and things like that. But just... I like to mess around with stuff like that. So there we are. Um, but segueing into donations of, of another sort, I want to thank our sponsor for this episode, who is, uh, and we'll get to Tim afterwards, um, who is uh, Campaign Monitor, who's been with us from basic, from day one, right? From the start of Good Stuff. They are uh, what we use to send out the goodstuff.fm newsletter, the campaign that we send out every, mostly every week. I I write it and craft it, handcrafted pixels, as they say in the web design business. And <laughs> the the great thing with Campaign Monitor is that it is unbelievably easy to do all that kind of stuff. I build websites for my clients and my day job, and that's getting better. Still lots of frustrations and tweaking and stuff. Campaign Monitor takes all that headache out of this equation. You can send the emails to your clients looking the way you want, and they handle all the devices that they're going to be looking at it on, testing it on Gmail and Android on their Minix whatever box and <laughs> iPhones and iPhone 3Gs and the 5Ss and the 6 that Tim's testing right now and all that kind of stuff, all taken care of. with And especially their new template builder, Canvas, which you can check out, canvas.cm, uh, which I used on the last issue and we'll be using on the next issue that goes out this week, uh, just to build a quick template I'll start with a brand new one this week and just to mess around with doing things wrong as far as air quotes, branding and uh, 
design things. You shouldn't change your template every week, but just for experimentation for because they're a sponsor and want to just sort of show off how easy it is to do using a new template each week with our email. And it literally, or sorry, not literally, I don't know, literally it takes five minutes to design a new new template. And uh, and then after it's sent out, uh, you can use their great iOS app called Monitor to see when Kyle opens the email. If Kyle has unsubscribed from our email, for example, let's say hypothetically, if that should happen, <laughs> I could see that Kyle unsubscribed or if he never. signs up I would again. never do that. <laughs> and uh, when, say, Mike Hurley happens to open it up in England, I can see a little beep and on the map it shows me that Mike Hurley opened up the email and and things like that. It's great. Um, all from your phone. So if you visit campaignmonitor.com, you can get started with an email newsletter campaign right away and make sure you tell them you heard about it from Good Stuff. Special thanks to Campaign Monitor for supporting Good Stuff and show me your mic. So transitioning now to the other gentleman who's been waiting patiently in the virtual green room, aside from asking if things are euphemisms, Mr. Tim Smith, welcome to show me your mic. Hello, you it have, is a pleasure to be here. You have, uh, you were on, I think, episode three of this show. I put the link in the show notes, which uh, if you're curious, goodstuff.fm slash S-M-Y-M slash 44 is the episode we're at. If you put slash three, you'd find Tim's episode. If you put slash something, you'd find Kyle's episode. <laughs> I don't have that uh, right in front of good, me right good now. Good question. Good question. I think it's, uh, I did it. I bookmarked 27. So Kyle's a little later on in the, the, the run of the show. Anyways, um, you have a new show that's out, which is called For the Record. Mm-hmm. So goodstuff.fm slash FTR. That's where you yes. can find that. And you've taken the unique approach of not just yet another podcast with a person talking to one or two other people, babbling on for over an hour, as you should yeah. do. Um, yeah. Tell me about For the Record as we get into our second hour of podcasting here. Um, well, For the Record was envisioned as a more NPR-ish type of show. Uh, and in fact, I... One of my plans was to pitch it to MPR, Minnesota Public Radio, um, to to see if they would they would be interested in carrying it. I I still haven't done that because I haven't um, I haven't had the time. Um, but right now we're three episodes in, and uh, it's a show that I I feel like I I wanted a show that um, that appealed to more people. Uh, I, I think, you know, the East wing, which was a show that I, that I used to do was a, was a great show. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, but it was more about design and front end development and talking to people about those things. And I wanted to branch out and, and talk about other things. I wanted to be able to interview anybody and I'm an arrogant person. So I think I, I interview people quite well and, um, (laughs) So I thought, well, I want to be able to interview anybody. Uh, I think I can do that. I think I can interview musicians. I think I can interview authors. I think I can interview, you know, people who are working on their PhD or whatever, um, and and still do a great show. And that's where, for the record, came out, where we have you know a, a new segment at the beginning of of the show that is about five minutes where. I research a news story or two and, and then write a script of what I want to say about it. 
And then we have a, uh, a report in the middle, which is about five minutes as well. And that's something that Kyle takes care of. He, he produces the, the segment uh, with music and edits, edits it down and all that stuff. And uh, he, so far, he's written uh, two of the three reports that we've done. And he's, he's just done such an amazing job. Uh, with, with the report, I think it's it's come out really great. And then the last 15 minutes are are an interview with someone. And so far, we've had Moises Triad, we've had Merlin Mann, we've had Megan Fisher, and uh, this week we're taking a break and starting again up next week. Nice. Yeah, and and uh, we joked earlier in the show about having Merlin Mann on every episode or whatever. It would be a great way to get traffic, but like the. You took you restrained yourself, I guess, in terms of having someone like a Merlin Man or Moises or, or Megan on, and and just limiting it to a shorter discussion and done. Whereas most people tend to have someone like that. Well, I'm going to get all I can and talk to them for an hour, and probably run out of things <laughs> to actually talk about after half an hour, but then keep going just for the sake of having a infamous guest on or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, talking about the decision to sort of put restraints on yourself or on the show, I guess that way um i yeah i wanted i wanted the show to be more about me than <laughs> than about the guest and i mean i i say that in complete honesty i i i wanted an avenue in which i could which i could give my opinion about the news that that i have an opinion about and and an interview uh that that i that i wanted to do and I think, you know, cutting it down to 15 minutes is quite difficult with a guest like Merlin Mann. I mean, we had over an hour long conversation in total. What was published was 15 minutes. Um, you know, and it's sometimes it's it's difficult to, to do that with certain guests. But I, I think either way, uh, it, it comes out really well because with a 15 minute interview, I find people are still wanting more and the the reason why i i i wanted the the time limit that we've put on for the record because for the record is at most 30 minutes every every episode is because i i watch john stewart religiously and i watch stephen colbert religiously and and every night i feel like man if i could just get another 15 minutes of john stewart it'd be so awesome and i think that that's the the feeling that you want your listener or your, your, your viewer to have that the show ends and they're like, Oh man, I, I wish this was a little bit longer. I want a little bit more. Um, and I mean, John Stewart does it way better than I do, obviously, but, uh, but you know, that's the goal to do a show where people are like, Oh man, this, this was such a good show. I wish, I wish we had like 15 more minutes and, and hopefully that entices them enough to, to listen to next week's show. Yeah, and that's <laughs> as we break that very rule here in this episode. But um, <laughs> I, I was listening to someone else talk about that too on an, another show, I think. And just that, like, there's some podcasts where you get to the end of it and you're like, oh, I want more of this. And you're anxiously kind of awaiting the next one. And other podcasts, you're like, phew, I just I got through it, <laughs> which yeah. isn't really a great, like, feeling that you have at the end of a, you don't want your listener necessarily to have at the end of a, a show or, or things like that. Because, it's not like it should be a chore, like inbox zero or podcast listener zero or whatever kind of mentality. <laughs> exactly. But I yep. know that often happens. So, um, okay. So 
you alluded to Kyle helping out with this, some of the segments. You you record yeah. it live, so um, yep. using a similar. I, I don't imagine has your gear changed much. Yeah, my gear change has has my gear has changed a lot since yeah. the last. Um, yeah, since the last episode, you had me on episode three, you jerk. I should have been on this a long time ago. What what episode are we on now? Forty four, forty four, forty four. Yeah, um, yeah. So okay, so my my gear now consists of a um, Heil PR forty microphone attached to the Rode uh, boom arm because I I didn't want to buy another boom arm. Uh, um, at the time, I was like, I don't have the money for it now. I really don't have the money for it. So I'm glad I didn't do that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I have um, I have a Mackie Onyx uh, 1220i mixer, uh, which I bought not only for the for being able to do mix minus and everything, but because I refuse to buy a mixer that has knobs. I refuse. I want a mixer with sliders. So, so I got this one with sliders. And it has been one of the best decisions I've made in my life. Um, I have a Mac Mini, which serves as the broadcast, uh, the broadcast computer, and and that's basically it. So my microphone is hooked up to the to the um, to the mixer, um, and then the mixer is hooked into my MacBook Pro, uh, which through through FireWire to record, and uh, and that's it. That's it. My 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 setup is is really really simple compared to Kyle's. Uh, the the only the only thing I th- I think is different in terms of how we switch to the other computer is that I use a program called Screens, um, and that allows me to hook into into the Mac Mini and then control it. So I can control you know when we go on the broadcast or right now we're speaking via Skype through that Mac Mini. And and that's how I record, you know. How, that's how I control that. Right. So, and um, for for the show, uh, for for the record, um, we I have a a uh, a cable. What what are the dimensions of this cable again, Kyle? Um, they're I think it's a quarter inch to an eighth inch. Uh, Thirty three millimeter quarter right? inch. Mono, yeah, I guess thirty-three millimeter. See, I'm in, I'm in, uh, I'm in imperial units. What am I in? Metric. One of those. Yeah. But it's a, it's yeah, a quarter inch mono units to you, you think eighth inch stereo. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And and that hooks into channel four, and that I I plug into the MacBook Pro uh, because we do we do all the sounds live. Right, that's what for, I wanted to ask for you, the show. Tim. You're and, going a little uh, Skypey. Kyle on. is the one that recommended. I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up on Tim and you're, call I'm him going back. Skypey on you. Yeah, I use Concentrate, Tim. If Fox. you're if you're interested, quit. I I use uh, Concentrate to quit all the apps that could suck up bandwidth during transmission, and it starts ah. a timer. Oh, so it won't allow things through, right? That's such a good idea. Okay. Correct. Okay. Okay, Pro I need tip. to I need to look into that. Um, all right, so we're we're still skyping. Was I? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so we do all the sounds live for for the show for the record, um, and uh, Kyle was the one that recommended that we use QLab, uh, which works a lot like if if you've ever worked in radio, um, it works a lot like you know any of the automation automation software that you use at a radio station. Um, am I still going skypey? 
You are, but we'll just power through. It's okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm hooked in through Ethernet cable, man. I don't know what's the deal. I don't know what I don't know what the deal is either. It's it's Skype. It's I'll send you one of my boxes, Tim. I'll send you one of my uh, my Minix boxes. We'll see if that works. So you guys went with QLab, which Uh, is uh, so um, yeah yeah. Go ahead. We we went with QLab, which is you know a great automation software. it seems that QLab can be used for a lot of different things, but we use it for, for all the audio. Um, and the way that we do that, that is we use this this cord, which is the quarter-inch stereo. No, the quarter-inch mono to the eighth-inch stereo, I think it is. Um, and uh, so that all those sounds are played. So that means that the intro played live, um, and then we go into the news, and then after that the report is pre-recorded and played live, and the interview is pre-recorded but played live. Yeah, and that's what you take a unique approach to streaming live a pre-recorded show, or like not all of it. There's segments, but like, um, yeah, I wasn't sure how when you were talking about the genesis of the show originally before it came out. I was wasn't sure how are you gonna also then stream it live when you have these pre-recorded bits and stuff. But it's a kind of a unique approach, which obviously happens in radio and things like that, where there's tons of pre-recorded bits that they kind of either play off as live or not. It doesn't really matter, but. Um, in podcasting, it's kind of like yeah. live tends to be rough and not as produced. And then the the episode that's like the MP3 file that's released is where everything gets produced. And like the right. show, the intro is added afterwards and, and things like that, um, which makes it for, I think, is good. It rewards the live listeners for being there as well. They get to hear the show just as the same as it would be yeah. after the fact. So, Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because after our first show... I uh, I messaged Kyle and I was like, I am surprised at how good this sounded <laughs> on our first show because uh, it does. I mean, we we worked we worked on it for quite a bit of time, and you know the 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 day that we're actually doing this thing live, um, I'm super nervous that you know that I've forgotten something or, or something. But everything went smoothly. Uh, we had a couple of of glitches the first two episodes. But um, what I like about the show is that it feels very tightly produced. You know, we, we're not we're not wasting any time, and I and I love that. I love that. Um, it's you know, uh, I wanted I wanted this show to be an upgrade of the East Wing, and I think three episodes in, I'm I I feel like I've you know I feel like we have accomplished that goal already. Yeah, no, certainly, and it's definitely. Uh... In terms of what I've listened to or heard, I mean, I've heard all the episodes, but in terms of what I've heard and then also what you, I've seen other people we alluded to earlier at the beginning, like marketing and how people tweet about things, like people going out of their way to mention it specifically on the show not, or on Twitter, sorry, mention the show on Twitter, not just retweet you, but actually call out the show and say, hey, you should check out this show if you're, like I remember saw Mike Hurley, like since he's quit podcasting for a while or whatever, he uh, you know tweeted that if you're missing this, then you should go listen to For the Record. And uh Things like that are great because it's you know it goes out of the they're going out of their way to mention it and promote in a, in a in a sense you know someone like that a competitor of sorts we don't really compete in the podcast we try not to anyway but um, it still is uh, speaks volumes I guess to the quality of the show that you're trying to produce and uh, and so hopefully we can you and the folks with you can figure out you know a model to support that and we get sponsors behind that and all that kind of thing so you can keep doing more and more episodes. Um, I was curious though with the sound thing, you, or the sound la- sound board, or whatever Q Lab, 
and maybe I don't know if Kyle was involved in this decision, feel free to jump in here, I guess, but as opposed to something like, what was the soundboard by Ambrosia, which is 49 bucks, QLab is, looks like it's 200 bucks, or you can rent it for $3 a day, which is an interesting software model. But um, what, uh, why the choice to go with something that looks to be, unless I'm missing something, is you know triple the price or whatever. Uh, I don't do math on the show. Um, sure. I, the, the first thing that I'll say before response is that we have not paid for it yet. <laughs> okay. Well, so we're using have not made $300 from the show yet. So um, we haven't paid for it yet. But but Kyle, I think would... Oh, dude, we just lose... Oh, no, there you are. There you are. Okay, I'm gonna, I'll mine. go through and edit some um, of Tim's... Uh, there's gaps in what Tim's saying. I don't know why exactly. Because Kyle's coming through here. But No, this is, this is just... This is our official endorsement for Marco's Overcast Smart Speed feature. Right. Uh, in which this episode will sound fantastic. <laughs> Well, I'll go through and edit because it's actually nice, clean breaks. Like Tim stops talking or it cuts him out, but then it picks up again. It'll just be a pain to edit, but he cuts out and then it comes back in as if he, there's nothing missing in the words he's saying, but there's just a three second gap. So it's actually easy to see the waveform where he cuts out and I'll just drop it and drag it over, cut it and drag it over. So anyways, Kyle, go ahead with. Yeah. Um, uh, so the, good question, Chris, um, only because we started with Ambrosia Soundboard to begin with, the live production of transmission all started with soundboard clips, and we were we were doing things like live fading the intro and starting different clips and start like I would start the intro clip and then need to start the background music. Um, it became tedious, and if I made one mistake in that whole formula for live production of the show. Uh, everything went downhill. It was all bad news. So uh, we did a little bit of research. Uh, my brother, uh, Kenny, is also in sound production for live theater. And so both are live productions. And he had the suggestion of going with uh, QLab, which lets you set up what are called cues and then kind of pressing a one button, uh, one button at a time, it just starts the next cue during whatever whatever thing is queued up for the next thing so it can fade things up fade things down um reason to go with that is that it's kind of it's almost idiot proof in that there's one button to press and it literally says go two letters go uh you press that and it does the thing that it says it's going to do and the only thing you need to remember as part of that is have the mental model of exactly what the next cue is going to be write the right kind of descriptors and that's it. And so that's, I wanted to make sure that the production of the shows, both transmission and for the record, were very, very, very consistent every single time. And what Tim was actually alluding to is uh, there are certain features in the paid version of QLab, which will allow us to uh, make, make only one tiny, tiny part of the show a little bit better and a little bit easier, but otherwise, um, all of the free features for, for QLab are yeah. totally useful for, for both shows. Yeah. And I, I wonder I wonder if it's worth it. I think, Tim, so, because if you so far, just get... the only thing I've been doing is that I make sure to edit that. Ooh, I'm super delayed. <laughs> You're, I'm going to cut you out again for a second, and Kyle's going to vamp on QLab again for a moment while you go re okay. refresh. Maybe, right. maybe restart Skype just for fun, too. The free version, anyways, it allows you to get away with and do with do all of what you're doing for the most part. And so people could check it out and try it. Um, 
Yes. And use that yes. free and version. It takes a little bit of takes a little bit of time to get used to it and and it's been really great uh had using it every single day for transmission. We probably did um some some fakey runs through the whole uh QLab template. Oh my gosh, I don't know, 50, 100 times just to make sure I knew exactly what the next cue was, where things come in, when it was going to duck underneath for the voice to come up, things like that. So Right, because that's what I was going to ask is yeah. something that seems simple on radio where, you know, they have a bed of music playing. It's really loud to introduce the show and then they drop it down to 25% or whatever to when the voices start talking. And then it comes back up again when the music or the talking is done. And then, which I mean, I do at the intro of this show, but it's, that's all pre recorded and I can adjust my speaking to fit the, the gap or the cues to, to fit the gap. I don't have to do it live. So is there a, on the end of transmission, for example, you start the cue for the, outro music or whatever are you able to automatically live sort of fade things up as well or once you is it kind of like my worry with some of that stuff is if you you set up the cues then you're kind of locked into that and you're kind of nervous to like vary if all of a sudden kenny starts talking about something interesting and you want to like keep the discussion going are you stuck in the queue i guess or whatever (laughs) um for some of it yes there's a panic mode where you can like stop all the cues and make sure everything just stops so if you need to you can do that and then just restart it from wherever cue you want but the way that we've set it up actually for transmission and uh for parts for parts of for the record um is that you can have the the music fade up at one point and then just continue as a bed of music which is it's a little bit louder than than our regular sound beds but it's kind of like okay this segment is wrapping up uh, you have some closing thoughts, some some other statements, and then it just it continues un- inevitably until I press the next cue, which is all the cue does is fade it up to the the final volume that I want it. I stop talking, and then it plays a couple of other sounds, and that's it. So it's kind of it's there are p- certain parts of the sound that are dynamic. Um, imagine it's just basic like you've got a robot that will move and press the faders the way that you want to when you want them to do them. And all you're telling the robot to do is go. Okay, do that next thing, Garko. And and then he does it. Garko being the the name of your bot. The yeah, the, the we we have it's their weird, robot butler uh, in in jokes. Yeah. We've got a got a robot butler on on uh, transmission who will a lot of times he'll just say the names of things. Um and that's the only value he brings to the show. Um, I, I just as a little bit of a teaser, I'd really like to make it him, make him, make it a bigger part of transmission and, and make it more than just a, a running bit every day, but we'll see, we'll see how that goes. And so on, uh, what, whichever show, I guess, but when you're, I know on transmission, you're, you know, randomly playing back, say things that Kenny had said in previous episodes, little sound clips and things like that. Is that done through QLab as well, where you have just like a, uh, uh, channel or a bed of music or a bed of sound clips and effects and stuff that you can pull from? So I basically do it exactly, I do it exactly the way that Tim was describing where it's like on a laptop going out the headphone jack into the mixer and then that's getting piped into the live stream. Right. Um, I'm using Ambrosia Soundboard, the same one that you mentioned earlier. Uh, I just recently mapped that to a small little Novation Launchpad Mini, uh, which has a bunch of MIDI inputs so that uh, I'm not trying to load up the ambrosia window all the time and try and find the right cue for or find the right key for the thing that i want to play um so gonna be gonna be fumbling around with that for a little bit but uh it's it's a neat little setup 
using using both QLab and soundboards. For me, it's not one or the other. They have their different uses. And so um, we've just made each of them specialized to their their own thing. Nice. Yeah. I, I feel I feel like QLab has has been awesome for us. Um, just because it, it makes everything automated. And I don't know. It it makes it makes the radio show sound good <laughs> on the live stream, which which not a lot of uh, not a lot of shows do. Yeah, yeah they sound right really now, underproduced a lot of times. If you're listening to to any other shows on on live streams, it's like it is. It's a bunch of people talking into a microphone, and it's like, oh well. If you want to hear what the actual thing is, you have to tune in or you have to download it in a week and a half when it actually comes out. And that's, I, I get it. I get the, the banter back and forth, but that's that being every day, especially um, it, people want more instant gratification. And so that's sort of my job. It's to make it no matter whether it's live, no matter whether it's a podcast you're listening to, you get the same experience for transmission every single time. And I, I would really like it that if people who have been used to downloading the episodes do eventually tune in live are surprised at the fact that everything is produced live. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised the times <laughs> that I've been a guest. Yeah. I was. Which I think that's where, with for the record, I think steps that up. Just even, like, this is amazing, Kyle. Yeah. Steps it up even more too with, uh, in, well, in, I don't know if it's more, it's almost in a sense for the record, it's kind of easier because it's just, it's a longer segment that you've, you know, a 10 minute chat with Merlin or whatever that you're just hitting play on and you can just let it play and then, um, do you have to, you probably have to remind yourself not to chat into the mic or whatever while it's playing or, or kill the record button, I guess. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I appreciate that. And I think that's a sentiment that can only help the experience of introducing podcasting to the masses that are not used to podcasting. Cause they would, you know, when they listen to local radio, uh, live, like NPR's interview with whoever on uh, This American Life, they listen to it live, and they can go download the podcast version later, and it's the same thing. Like, there might be a different sponsor read or something, right. but it's the same show, live or, or otherwise. And so um, I think that effort can only serve to help us as podcasters in general. So um, I'll often investigate this QLab as well to play around with yeah, it. Yeah, I'd be happy to give you, a, give you a tour, for sure. Yeah. I think... I think sharing information on between all of us has been fantastic, uh, being a part of good stuff and being able to help with all these different shows and, and name name shows that, that uh, come and go and sometimes record. It's been fun. Yeah. So uh, before Tim's Skype completely eats him up and turns him into a robot, I want to... And and this show goes beyond. We're now at ninety minutes, so we're not going to go much longer, folks. But uh, <laughs> the the uh, uh, announcement or of sorts that I wanted to get to with show me your mic is that, and the, part of the reason why I had Kyle and Tim on this episode is I approached both of them about I don't know two or three weeks ago uh, about the idea of having some guest hosting on show me your mic because um, the aim of this show is to talk to podcasters about their podcasts and uh, PPP and. Uh, and I have, uh, it's not that I'm done talking with podcasters, I'm just a little bit burnt out. Although the irony is I, I had the chat last episode with Lex Friedman and it was kind of like that fired me up again to talk to people. So now I'm kind of regretting that I did this, but it, no, I, it's something I want to do. Where So <laughs> I've asked both Tim and Kyle to uh, sort of come up with five or whatever, we'll settle on the number exactly, but five 
podcasters that they want to chat with, and they're going to be interviewing them over the next roughly 10 episodes and uh, and hopefully recording live as well at some points. But I know it, an interview show gets a little more difficult just because of scheduling and stuff like that. But um, so, um, so yeah, that's something that will be coming in the next, over the next batch of episodes here to show me your mic. And uh, not that the show is shutting down or anything like that, just continuing on, but wanting to sort of give some different perspectives because everybody listens to different podcasts. I don't know if you guys want to tease anybody that you're talking to if anything's been arranged yet or not. I don't want to speak for you or whatever, but uh, any comments from either of you on on your guest hosting appearances upcoming? It should be fun. I'm, I'm really excited to to help help this show and be a part of this. Yeah, I'm, I'm also very excited. I, I, uh, I haven't reached out to anybody um, yet, but uh, I think I think it'll be fun. I've I've wanted to. Uh, I've wanted to take over this show for a long. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. So we'll, I might we'll not s- give it back. <laughs> back. Might not give it back to me. Uh, we'll see whether it's you know alternating episodes or whatever. You'll your listeners will find out, and and maybe I'll throw an episode in there too. Who knows? It's not like I'm on a on a paid ten episode vacation or anything like that. That doesn't work. I think a panel would be kind of fun too if it was you know two of us, three of us. Uh, I think a panel discussion would be kind of fun too, even though, you know, the one guest would kind of have their own spiel, but yeah, be neat. Hey, Kyle, just Jim. the two of us, <laughs> we can oh, make oh, wait, it wait, wait, if wait. we try just the two, two of us, baby. There we go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, before we step into the two giddy hour, hour two of the show, <laughs> which can only go even further downhill. No, I want to thank uh, Kyle Roderick and Tim Smith for joining me here on Show Me Your Mic, episode 44, which you can find at goodstuff.fm slash smym slash 44. Uh, goodstuff underscore FM is the Twitter account for the Good Stuff Broadcasting Network, the Internet's favorite podcasting network. And uh, I'm Chris on Twitter. Kyle, where can folks find you on the internets? Follow me, Kyle Roderick, on Twitter. Transmission is Transmission AM on Twitter. And we don't have one for For the Record, but uh, follow, like Chris said, follow good stuff. Get all the news. Right. And Tim, how about you? Uh, I'm, on, I'm on Twitter as T. Tim Smith and on the web as ttimsmith.com. And are we still watching, uh, anticipating a redesign of T. Tim Smith? Is that? Yes, we are. Okay. Yes. Uh, for new get off, listeners. Get off my back, Chris. I'm working on it. <laughs> You gotta have some sort of project manager. If if you're working alone, we need project managers to keep us going. Professional product nagger. Professional product. Yeah. Something like that. I I, I was very careful to say that word. I apologize. Exactly. <laughs> Cracking the whip on uh on keep getting oh, things going. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> we have a for inside baseball, I guess, for good stuff or with good stuff, we have a shared Dropbox that we dump sound effects and clips from other shows into i think it's kind of a fun thing that not every show does it it's not appropriate necessarily for every show but it's just kind of a fun way to uh to again like the collaborative aspect that's what i love about doing this on good stuff you can do a podcast on your own there's certainly no there's a lot less limitations to doing on your own setting up a website a wordpress site a tumblr squarespace whatever recording a show and that it's great but great and easy in 2014 that's for sure but there's something about the community that we've been able to build here at Good Stuff that's made this a lot of fun. And uh, and the sound stuff is just one little aspect of it, geeky, fun stuff. So I think that's enough. Let's call this episode done. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. Have a great day. 